0: Hello, and welcome to A Paradise Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be playing the Overlord, Alistair Upperton.
1: Hello, my name is Julia, and my pronouns are she, her. I will be playing Eve Sturgeon,
2: the Ogre Class.
3: Hello, my name is Sean, pronouns are he, him. I'm going to be playing Plank, the Mascot.
2: My name is Jane, my pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing Kit Bootstrap, the, or- the Orc.
3: Hi there, my name is Jonathan, my pronouns are they-them, and I will be playing the
0: Outlander, Johann Falk. And this is Fellowship, Fall of the House of Upperton. During this episode, I tried my hand at writing a set piece. I thought it went over pretty well, and if anyone's interested in it, I'll be posting it on Twitter once it concludes in the next episode. On this episode, the Fellowship puts their plan in motion for a celebration for the town. Kit takes children to a machine what-eats-child-fingers, Johan and Eve help entertain the town, and Plink decides to become very, very brave. This is Episode 6, A Totally Normal Barbecue, Part 1. And we're here, we're back, and we're ready to go. So, tonight I have prepared a custom set piece for the evening, which is a totally normal barbecue. I cannot emphasize for the podcast enough that the amount of air quotes that should be going on here. It is totally normal and definitely a bar- Well, no, it's definitely a barbecue, it's not totally normal. I was promised roasted meats. Basically, the fellowship has invited the town out of the- out of the way for them to celebrate something, and in doing so have set the stage for them to wreck a magical device that is causing the town lasting harm. It's definitely not an asbestos spewing (laughs) drill, more or less. Phase one for this is a totally normal barbecue. Uh, There are some stats which I'm going to share with you about it. Uh, The first one is don't get caught. Something shifty is happening to set up the destruction for later. It's going to draw attention. This stat can be damaged four times before it is destroyed. If the stat is destroyed, move immediately to Phase 3, blown cover. The plan, the group has to find a way, through careful planning, to execute their plan. Whenever they successfully execute a part of the plan, roll through a roll, damage this stat. This stat can be damaged five times before it is destroyed. If the stat is destroyed, move to Phase 2, plan in motion. Finally, the townsfolk. The townsfolk will will find ways to innocently get in the fellowship's way. It's not their fault for being so interested in heroes like that. If the Fellowship acts mean or demands the townsfolk leave, uh, some things will happen. Okay. Basically, the townsfolk are going to get in your way and try to muck up your plans. But it's not their fault. They're just so interested in you guys who are super cool.
1: Honey, they can't help. They're stupid. Just move on.
0: Uh, We will get into the other phases uh, as they come up. So, uh, I believe that this is... Kit's barbecue. Um, Kit, would you like to set the scene, or would you like me to set the scene for you? Um, You can go ahead and set the scene. Okay, so, after a few days of logging and taking people up here to clear out the area, um, the townsfolk have gathered for a celebratory uh, barbecue that Kit has decided to throw for the town. They're not going to argue they're getting basically a free party thrown for them. These people have not exactly been in the best spirits, and you all have noticed after a few days of keeping the loggers outside of the smog that their senses kind of return to them after a few hours. And especially if you keep the cigarettes away from them.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, taking, a, taking a bite out of smoking.
0: Well, you can't smoke next to a logging
3: camp. You'll set everything on fire. That's ridiculous. Exactly.
2: We'll obviously have to deputize
3: someone as the safety deputy. Uh, what if uh, what if Kit's new friends from the schoolyard... Uh,
2: they can be our safety deputies. Our safety deputies. They don't need to be going to school, it's fine. <laughs> they can miss a few days of school for some uh, an uh, on-the-job field trip.
0: You all have invited the town up here. The meats are being cooked. There are roasted animals over uh, Spitfire's... Uh, yeah, over Spitfire's... Uh, Being turned slowly, there are barbecues going, um, there are bowls full of fruits and salad and all these yummy things that are being prepared to serve and feed this entire town. What are you all doing? Over the course
3: of logging for the last couple of days, Johan has been focused on clearing out a very long uh, stretch of field. And... um, purpose for this was uh, a game to play at the end of the barbecue, the big finale for the whole barbecue, which is going to be a caber toss. Uh, For those of you that aren't familiar with a caber toss, you take a big log, something that looks like a telephone pole, and you throw it underarm, and you try to flip it three times and throw it as far as you can. And the, the end of the barbecue is going to be this big caber toss. Uh, and Johan is going to go around and talk about how everyone needs to participate in this grand old Phoenix Company tradition. Um, and hype it up like a carnival barker. Um So, you know, people will be standing around eating their meats and, like, talking with each other. And Johan's just going to roll off and be like, have you heard about the caber toss? Everyone knows about the caber toss. It's wonderful. It's a test of strength. Every man and woman in town
0: should give it a try. Um, so... You're going around talk, talking, talking this up. Um, are you talking to anyone in particular who could spread the good word, or are you just kind of, like, getting on a podium and, like, talking? Um, I
3: think I'm going to start by talking to Steve, who is the town manager. Okay. And talking about how a healthy competition is good for employee morale. And uh, this is an excellent way for you to both uh, check out employee morale and covertly find out who your strongest employees are in case you need to have any heavy objects moved around town.
0: Well, okay, there, Johan. Huh? I like the way that you think. That's a real real good way to figure out exactly what we're going to do with this uh, going forward. I think that we got kind of like a mind share thing going yeah, on. Yeah, here. we're on the same uh, page. Yeah, yeah. we got, we got, got some of that mind share going on. It's a. Uh, Real good way, real, real great for employee morale. Going to increase productivity at least ten percent. Going to be great when I bring now, it back to my
3: boss. Now, plan. Steve, this will only work if as many employees as possible participate. You don't want someone who's maybe shy or afraid of crowds shying away from it because they might be your strongest employee, right? Mm-hmm. You really have to get everyone involved with this, and it's a lot of fun. Like, don't, don't, don't make it into this, uh, you know, sort of boring company function. It's 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 a fun thing. It's supposed to bring employees together and make them excited.
0: Okay. He kind of nods and is very, uh... He seems pretty enthusiastic about it, but as that, I know that this is part of y'all's plan, mm-hmm. what role do you think that that would be to get this plan to succeed? Can I uh, give assistance? How are you going to give assistance?
1: So, while... He's talking to Steve. Eve is just going to be very, very, like, peacocking. Lifting the biggest trunk she can. Walking it over to the field. Laying it down. (laughs) Now, I don't think this one's going to be quite right for size. Now any of you big strapping young folks over there. Which one of y'all think you can toss this faster and harder and farther than me? Let me go get a. Let me go get a trunk fit for a lady, and she's going to have the ball gown that she normally like uses to like make herself shorter, in to her full like seven and a half foot tall form with tree trunk legs, and just walk off and grab the start looking for a bigger tree
0: trunk. Okay, um, I think that you trying to impress help out with this plan. Uh, in this scene, I think that that is definitely going to give Johan hope with this role. What do you think that you're rolling for that? I believe I'm talking sense, because I believe I believe that you are too. Um, uh, I'm trying to convince him with a rational explanation for why he should do this for me. Okay. Do you think you're... So talk sense can be rolled with grace, sense, or wisdom. Uh, grace is when you impress, dazzle, or trick them. Uh, when you detail your plan and their place in it, it's with Sense. And when you appeal to their emotions or their desires, it's with wisdom. Wisdom.
3: No, I actually think it would be sense, because uh, I am giving Steve a very rational plan for doing something useful and practical for the town. And all he has to do is, you know, go around and spread the good word of this toss. So, you know, that's my
0: plan and his role within it. Okay. Uh, Please give me a sense with hope, then.
3: Uh, that is going to be an eight. Uh, with two is going to be a ten.
0: Okay. With a ten plus, you are uh, able to. Uh, he does as you ask, and you don't owe him a favor for for doing that. Okay. Uh, with a ten plus, you are able to damage the first part of the, the stat, the plan. Cool. Uh, so that now has uh, the first thing done on it. Uh, Steve. Gets up and goes. Okay, Johan, I think that I've got a plan for this. Uh, I will get on my uh, my upper horn, and we are going to start through through the upper horn and uh, all all across the upper waves. In my head, in my head, it's a
3: bullhorn, but when you hold it up to your face, it makes it look like you have a top hat and a monocle. <laughs>
0: like that's the upper horn. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. That's what it looks like now.
3: <laughs> uh, on top of that,
0: he also has. Uh, Held out to the top hat is the equivalent of a CB radio uh, thing, and there's a small antenna that comes out of his backpack as he's now broadcasting to all of his under-managers who are having their own top hats blast this into their ears so that it can, uh, it can just get spread out throughout the town just as quick as possible. As He's just like, oh, right then, team, I just got off the... Off I just got done talking to my main man, Johan, here. This guy is now part of the upper think tank for for the mining town. And let me tell you, we're going to start a caber toss. And you can kind of hear, like, muffled, like, what's a
1: caber toss? As I'm challenging people.
0: (laughs) As you're, you're, like, basically just flexing at them.
1: Which one of y'all thinks you can beat me in this?
0: Now, I think
3: the next step of our plan
0: is a distraction, and I think you're on the hook for that. I was okay. going to say, yeah, let's swing the spotlight away from uh, Johan over to whoever wants to be on Team Distraction. I'm still upset about Upper Horn. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. Uh, well, I mean, I could just kind of, like, roll around and be an adorable, magical animal. That, that would probably work pretty well, but that doesn't, that doesn't feel, I don't know, personal enough? What if... Oh, okay, I know. Uh, I'm
3: going to have Plink go through a little armadillo-sized obstacle course.
1: Okay. That we need Kit... Oh, no, Kit's doing her doing uh, their thing.
2: Yeah, Kit's got to talk to some delinquents and be Dan. like, Hey, help me set the drill up for the Dan. party.
1: Can I use my bond with Greta, the local blacksmith, to have her help me build this? Because my bond with Greta is that she enjoys working with me.
0: I will let you... Yeah, you can damage that stat and she will work with you. So I lose no that pain. bond? No, you damage the stat, not the bond. Her... Uh, yeah, so the blacksmith's uh, stats are... The blacksmith has spare weapons and the blacksmith has a strong arm.
1: Okay, so I would damage one of her stats?
0: Uh, Yeah. Which stat do you think is appropriate for...
1: Well, it's an obstacle course, and clearly there needs to be, like, tiny axes constantly going back and forth. right okay, now... And um, there needs to be, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. be an element of danger. Wait,
0: wait, wait. has <laughs> got to be an element of danger.
1: So I'm thinking that the, the spare weapons is a really good okay. one.
0: Okay, so Greta is going to set up an obstacle course made out of spare weapons for Plink. This is far more involved than I initially had anticipated. <laughs> okay. Should be, should be fine. You know what? No. This is going to be fine. As, as Plink's internal monologue is going, uh, you are being hovered over by the uh, the local children and some of their mothers as they're just kind of looking over at this obstacle course that has been made. Uh, and over time, a lot of people are coming over to look at it. The So I guess... What is going to be appropriate for this? Um, I think that the two things that would make the most sense... Well, actually, three things. I think you could either roll overcome, because you're overcoming some danger, which is this now (laughs) dangerous-ass obstacle course... I feel like, I feel like
3: Blake is like, this is gonna be fine, this is gonna be fine. And then Johan walks up with a lighter and sets the entire course on fire.
0: Um, you can roll keep them busy.
1: And Eve's just over there, like, throwing down the double thumbs up, like, yeah, I'm funny! You
0: can roll keep them busy, uh, which is basically, you know, you're keeping their attention. Um, or you would be rolling get away. Uh basically uh a blood, courage, or grace roll, maybe. I mean. I, I like keep them busy. I think okay. that's very uh apropos to what we're trying to accomplish here. Okay. Um yeah, in that case if you could roll keep them busy for me. Uh which is with courage. Okay. Not not my worst stat, but not great. <laughs> oh, we're about to kill this armadillo. <laughs> that is a seven. Okay. So On a seven. Don't you always roll with hope? Uh, no. I never roll with spare. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, those are two different things. So, you are keeping them busy, um, for a, basically for a short time. Um, there's only going to be a little bit of time that you're able to keep them busy for the next part of the plan to go off. Mm -hmm. So, while that you are doing this, and you basically, while that, like, Plink is so. I'm gonna let you know that you see something in just a second. Describe to me a narrow miss, I guess, from the uh, from the obstacle course in which that you might see something. Um, I think is going up one of those. Uh, if you ever see like a dog show, the
3: little like step up and then like through a tube and then the step down. Yes. Uh, except
0: this one apparently has flaming axes swinging at me now. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Anytime. And, and you just barely miss one of the flaming axes. You kind of take a tumble and like look up at the sky, and you can see one of the one of Alistair Upperton's uh, bird drones staring down at you as the optics zoom in. Oh, uh, what do you um, you are now in danger of being found out? I'm going to swing the spotlight for a moment and move it to someone else. No. So, uh, can I burn a bond with Plink? To do what?
3: To notice the drone as well, and send Gertz, the falcon, to go take it down. Or, if it's too tough for Gertz, to shoot it with my musket. Something bad will happen to Plink if I don't protect them from it. Also, not, not to be real. I know... It, these things
0: have been mentioned in, like, a like narrative kind of cutaway. Have we... I don't think we've seen these things before. No. No, uh, you, you guys have not seen them, but, like, they're, they're kind of a constant thing that, okay. that you, you all would be aware of. They're, There's they're no like, real birds. They're, they're <laughs> drones. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, there are, are real birds. These things are, like, steam-powered, like, clockwork automaton. Like they, they horrifying looney tunes. They're, they're, like, ubiquitous enough that you recognize, oh, that's one of those things. Okay. Okay, uh, so the bird notices you. Um, if you would like to... Yeah, if you'd like to burn a bond... I Well, you don't really burn a bond. How burning bonds work?
1: its abilities so i can burn one of my bonds to heal
0: people uh, yeah. you only the only time you really burn a bond is when you um when you either act against someone like put them in harm's way and then like either purposely or not hmm. like but, ha- like having a bird circle over like a big mechanical kraken something like that yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah, something just like that
3: Oh, pulling a yeah. random example. Out. Well, I mean,
1: it, I'm honestly following my bond with Plink because, in Eve's mind, Plink is just the perfect st- shape for tossing him out.
0: Right. So, like I said, I'm going to. You notice it, and now that you've noticed it, and there's like, kind of like, you you know. Because basically, one of the things that, that Fellowship does is when I set the scene and you notice that you're in danger after a role, like uh, a mixed success, I'm supposed to swing the spotlight over to someone else. No, perfect. Okay. Yeah. I. I, I imagine it's, like, the, like, armadillo in headlights look. It's, like... Because mm-hmm. then that also gives uh, the other people in the group time to uh, think of a move to do, or you time to think of a way to uh, deal with it. Yeah, like, the audible, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What would you guys, like, uh, the other two of you, like, to do? Because you guys have not had the spotlight yet.
2: So Kit needs to talk to Travis, the leader of the kids. Okay. About a very important job for the barbecue. Now, this is important because they're safety deputies. All right. Safety deputy. Yeah, so safety deputy. The drill, you gotta safety deputize the drill. It's very important that you go through the drill, and you you, I'll show you where. We're gonna do it real fast, And, and you just yeah, you gotta unscrew some stuff so we can put new screws in it as part of the barbecue Orcish tradition where you make stuff more good during a yeah, barbecue, yeah. the stuff making The
0: Stuff making. I love it. I love they uh ah! and he you see a taller woman kinda grab him by the scruff of his uh, shirt. Now Travis, what are you doing over here talking to this other small child? I thought that I told you no more hooliganism as his mother comes and, like, picks him up by the arm.
2: Ma'am, I am not a small child. I am just a small orc. And that is Travis, the sheriff, the safety deputy. And he has safety deputization work to do.
0: Travis, I had no idea that you were trudging with no orcs.
2: He's a working man.
0: He's nine years old.
2: That's old enough to be working. It won't eat his fingers. Why would you
0: eat his fingers?
2: No, I won't eat his fingers. Machines no. eat fingers. Okay, so we got the barbecue, which I, everyone is going to be at. You're going to be at the barbecue, ma'am?
0: we We're uh, Yes, we're at the barbecue, are we not?
2: Travis has a job for the barbecue that's very important. That only Travis can do, because he's a safety deputy.
0: I would like you to, uh, I feel like this is going to have to be a talk sense, because this lady does not want to give up her child to the finger (laughs) machine that is is upwards in court. So that is just a sense roll? Uh, Let's see, so talk sense can be grace, sense, or wisdom. Um,
2: (laughs) Are you trying to,
0: you're not trying to impress, dazzle, or trick them.
2: I am being honest, it is a job that only Travis can do, because he is the
0: safety deputy. Are you detailing your plan? Uh, No, you're not detailing your plan or their place in it. Are you appealing to their emotions or their desires?
2: I guess I'd be appealing to
0: their... Emotion or desires? Yeah. So that is a wisdom roll.
2: Yikes! Uh, That's a five.
0: All right. They look to you and they go, All right, then. Well, if you want to deal with my son... Have him be your safety, Captain. I'm going to need something from you in return. Uh, Because on a six minus, you can still ask them to do the thing, but they're going to ask a favor of you, which can be expensive, difficult, or demeaning.
2: Let me look over my pile of ill-gotten gains. Uh, Kit is going to brood around in their little poncho pocket dimension doohickey and pull out a Tiffany lamp from the trade and hand it up to the woman. Yeah. Oh my gods, I remember you taking that. Yep. I've got it right down on my character
1: I sheet.
3: I thought it was going Tiffany to be a Tiffany lamp, lamp yeah. bobblehead,
2: cat and nine tails wooden stake, and pinecone makes. It's a fucking Tiffany
0: lamp. No! Wait, but isn't this technically like an orcish weapon? That you I mean, not
2: yet. It is now, yes, but okay. it's still a Tiffany lamp.
0: Okay. It has not been used
3: to bash anything or fired out of a junk cannon, so I think it still works.
0: <laughs> um She's going to stare at the Tiffany lamp. Alright then. But I'll take this. Cause she she has a connoisseur's eye for this. Oh of course. She can kinda of tell that it's a little off she doesn't, but she can't tell how. She doesn't, have, she doesn't have Google to look it up and figure out like, like what, the, what the difference between an orc Tiffany lamp and a real <laughs> Tiffany lamp is. So she's going to take it from you, but then she's going to be like, alright then, but I also want your solemn promise that no harm will come to my little Travis.
2: I solemnly swear that no harm is going to come to your Travis, leader of the children.
0: Alright, then. So, I'm gonna let you know, she will leave you alone, but if some harm should come to Travis during this entire set piece, the townsfolk stat will be damaged and then things will get bad. Oh no. Just children disassembling heavy industrial (laughs) equipment, what's the chances of anything going wrong?
1: Step four is gather the crowd.
3: Well, we still need to rescue...
0: Uh, Plink from yes, being discovered. Yes, please. Eve, what are you doing? Because Eve has not gotten a turn yet. So no. you kind of you don't always have to swing around like in a circle, but you want to make sure that everyone gets uh, time to do stuff. So, like if you so like if you wanted to interfere with Plink's stuff, you are welcome to. Or if you wanted to do something else on your own to kind of help out, uh, you are also welcome. Because
1: my stuff comes like closer towards the end. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I was gonna think to do would be um, starting to gather like the first round of people for the toss mm-hmm. over by the field and like showing them how it works. Okay. But, like how, like talking them through it and coaching them through it and showing that it it's you pick the log that works best for you, but you still want to challenge yourself.
0: Yeah, um, so Because I know
1: that Johan had a thing that he, that you, that, uh, he was going to do to save Plank.
3: Well, if you have uh, an idea, I am totally I down. I do not. Okay.
1: I do not. I do not have any other idea except to throw, except to take Ethel okay. and launch her rocking chair out okay. of batter and have her take her knitting so, needles and jam them into this
0: thing. Since you kind of have, I don't want to say nothing to do right now. But I'm sort of,
1: kind of like
0: mingling. You're kind of mingling. Uh, I'll being
1: Southern and adorable.
0: There's going to be a group of Southern and adorable uh, gentlemen callers who are going to come up to you. Oh honey. There is a uh,
1: but it wants to fuck a slum girl.
0: <laughs> there's Troy Reginald Cook, Esquire II. And he comes up to you and he is a large uh, burly man. Mm-hmm. who has, like, looks like that? he's had a long day in the Upperton Mines mm-hmm. to afford this nice suit that he's wearing. He's doing that, like, I've got, I've got nice clothes, but I don't like being in a suit jacket, so I'm going to roll up the sleeves and show off my arms and just okay. kind of, like, doing the strut at you. He's going to look, look to you, and he's going to go, I love it. Well there. Don't see a lot of slugger ladies around here.
1: Y'all don't have, well, I don't see y'all having very many rivers or lakes. We don't, for water like myself, we don't tend to leave the swamps. Mm, That
0: makes sense. Shame, shame. Normally they're uh, fun guns to be around.
1: Got a question for you. Yeah, what's that? What do your conservation efforts look like up here?
0: Conservation efforts?
1: Yeah, with the local wildlife.
0: Well, we've been doing our best to make sure that the the local bats in the caves we've been mining out are... Moved, uh, properly to, uh, to new homes.
1: Such as? What kind of new homes?
0: Upperton, uh, sanctioned zoos and wildlife preserves.
1: That sounds fantastic. Now, if you don't mind, there's a really scrumptious looking piece of cake over there on that dessert table. I'm gonna just go run myself on over there and grab it. But you have fun now.
0: Hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna ask you to get away from this man. Uh, that is great. <laughs>
2: That's a six.
0: Just a flat six.
1: Flat six. I got okay. no bonus.
0: He watches you and just kind of goes. It's nice seeing you. I'll uh, I'll take myself out. Just swing the spotlight back over to wherever that... Oh, do you have a thing?
1: Was he at any time trying to talk sense? Or speak softly? Why? Just wondering. Why? (laughs) Because I have an ability called peace and quiet. I may spend one use to deal damage to anyone who gets close while trying to talk sense to you.
0: Do you want to deal damage to someone who might be the townsfolk? See, here's my
1: thing, though. If he does try taking no for an a- not taking no for an answer goes very badly.
0: Mm-hmm. Just as a just as a heads up, so he was not trying to speak softly or talk sense to you. He was not trying to convince you to do something. He was just trying to speak with you. Uh, so you got a six then. Yes. He's going to keep following you. Okay. Honey, I
1: am the exact person that I want you to follow throughout this whole thing. Think about it.
0: So, uh, with a six minus, I get to, as the Overlord, I get to do a fun little thing uh, called making a hard cut at you. Well, I can't find it on here, but I know that it's. Then it doesn't exist. (laughs) So. Then you don't get to do it.
1: (laughs) It's not real.
0: What the, the Overlord is going to do Uh-oh. is the Overlord is going to
1: get very mad that somebody else is hitting on his slime girl.
0: No, the over uh, one of the Overlord's minions is basically from this is going to uh, reveal an unwelcome truth to you. What's your opinion on uh, the over on uh, Alistair latest plans?
1: Well, you gotta understand, I've been traveling quite a bit. Uh, news ain't exactly real, now. Oh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Consistent. When mm, you're consistent. on
0: the road. Yes, well, you know, soon we'll have a new factory. Oh? Yes. What I, kind
1: of factory?
0: Oh, the biggest factory in the world. Where? North Pole.
1: Oh. What's going on with this? I, I'm really good. That sounds like a wonderful opportunity for me, actually, with my logging skills. I might be able to help break up the ice down there. What, what would be the purpose of this factory?
0: Why, to create toys for all the good little boys and girls under Upperton's rule. You guys now know that Alistair Upperton is planning to subjugate the North Pole, because the North Pole is a source of power. No! No! Oh, no. (laughs) I just realized that I also should have given a uh, cut to uh, Kit for that. You know what? We'll come back to that when I swing the spotlight back to you. Okay,
2: good.
0: Because I have other unwelcome truths to, to bring up.
2: No.
0: Unwelcome,
2: my truths.
0: It's this, this one of my favorite moves because I don't actually damage you, but I damage you mentally as the player.
3: That that has dealt yo uh, d six psychic damage to everyone at the table. Uh, <laughs> real talk, Alberton sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Plague
3: play play is in danger. Plague is there's a there's a robot Plank
0: hawk. There's a robot hawk looking at you. What are you gonna do? Uh, What's anyone else going to do?
3: Um, so, I had floated the idea of either sending Gertz to make mischief with the hawk and distract it, or um, pull out my musket and shoot it under the guise of some kind of trick shot.
0: Okay, uh, either of those would work. Um, I feel like the musket would probably make the most sense, just because the bird is going to... Well, no, you would probably want to use the bird to keep the drone busy... Uh, to give you advantage to finish off the drone. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So, uh, yep, I'm going to
3: uh, go over to noticing the mechanical hawk. Uh, I'm going to go over to where Gertz is chilling, probably eating like a piece of chicken or something. Pick the bird up. I'm going to point at the hawk and toss toss the bird up so it can fly. Just <laughs> okay. chuck the bird, man. You, I'm tired. You damage one of his stats to... Yep. Uh, Was it Make Mischief? Make Mischief. That is the stat. And I'm going to try to do this a little bit incognito. Like, I'm not trying to hide, necessarily. I'm just not drawing attention to myself. Um, Once Gertz has taken flight, I am going to walk out into the uh, obstacle course, Mm -hmm. where Plink has fallen. Um, And I am going to go... uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is your halftime show. I am Johan Falk. I am one of the Phoenix Company. And I am here to impress you and dazzle you with my skill with trick shooting. Uh, Behold. uh, A man. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am going to reach into my pocket. And I am going to pull out a... Uh, Alistair Upperton novelty monocle. Uh, and I am going to show, hold the monocle up to the crowd so that everyone can see it. And then I'm going to underhand toss it as high into the sky as I can. Uh, lift my musket and in, um, I'm going to try to toss the monocle in such a way that it lines up with the hawk from where I am on the ground. Mm -hmm. Uh, the mechanical hawk. And I'm going to try to shoot through the monocle and hit the hawk.
0: Okay. Off the backboard, nothing but net. Yep. Let's see. So, you're finishing them. Kidding. <sighs> uh, so, would you say that this is blood, courage, or grace? Is there any technical difference? Uh, grace is demonstrating superior skill by waiting for just the right moment or the or with panache and style. Uh, courage is rely on your luck, tenacity, or virtue to outlast or impress them. Uh, and blood is overpowering them, ambushing them, or using your innate talents of your people. Um, I would argue either blood or grace.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with. Uh, I would prefer to do blood because my grace is not good. Right. Um, so I prefer to do blood with the innate talents of my people. Um, okay. This is this is a trick shot that like you're a warrior. Yeah. The okay. I'm part of the Phoenix Company. All right. That is going to be a 7.
0: What about, you do not have uh, blood then? I do not have anything in blood, no. Okay, Um, so with a 7 to a 9, you deal damage to a stat that makes sense and lose your advantage over them. The the drone bird only has one stat, which is like eye in the sky, so it destroys them. Okay. Um, And it goes down. As that you do this, uh, though, since it was only a 7 through a 9, the bird comes down. Uh, Gertz comes down completely unarmed, uh, as the bird has kind of kept the drone in place. But the monocle comes down and has not been shot through. The people are, oh, you killed a bird, <laughs> poor bird. This thing is with the remains of it from a musket can kind of from a distance be, be seen as a bird. <laughs> um,
3: Johann is going to turn beet red. Um, and, uh, realize that it's gonna to take too long to reload his musket to do another shot. Um, so he is going to hurriedly say, uh, back to your regularly scheduled entertainment and scurry off the
0: field. <laughs>
1: okay. Right, the
0: old man had a wonderful <laughs> show. Let's get back to this ditto. Okay, so what is next on the plan? Um. Step
1: four. Gather crowd.
0: Well, I believe. Step three still has to be finished.
1: Sabotage.
0: Yeah. Sabotage. You just got the kid. Now you got to get the kid to do the thing.
2: Okay, yeah. Travis. Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: Screws. Screws. Take out the screws and then you're going to replace the screws.
2: Yeah. It's a big tradition at at Orkish Barbecues. You got to make the stuff or you got to make the stuff better. Okay. Go make the
0: stuff better. Go
2: get my crew. Yeah, and you got you got to get the whole crew, and you got to remove the screws so we can put the new fancy screws that are coming later today.
0: Fancy screws, got it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it, boss. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Are you coming? Are, uh, are you coming with them to help, or are you just kind of ordering them to do?
2: It? I, you know, I will. I will help them. Okay, it will
0: scurry along. Okay, so you're going to scurry along with the hooligans. We're going to just kind of say that uh, what that you just had happen uh, was part of your scene. Uh, as you are rushing down, you do hear the mother of Travis uh, kind of in the background because uh, you got like you got a six as well, right?
2: We got like a
0: five. You got like a five. Oh, it so was bad. So I'm going to use that cut to also give you an unwelcome truth. <sighs> No, I can't believe my boy hanging out with orcs. Can't wait until Upperton's army's finished taking the heart of ingenuity from the orcs.
2: Oh, Diggs, I hate it. Oh,
0: as they have just revealed that uh, one of Alistair Upperton's plans is to steal the orcs' item of power, the heart of ingenuity, and it is currently at a two out of three. <gasps> He is very close to acquiring it. And by the way, if he gets another item of power or a place of power, he gets a new stat. Oh no! Oh no.
2: Uh, I think as Kit hears this, they're gonna sort of like stumble a little bit, and stop, and be like, like their eyes are gonna go wide, lay dinner plates under their cowboy hat, be like, no.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, so. That son of a bitch. I just kind of made this thing up because I thought that it was kind of a cool thing based off of your, uh, how that orcs are very, like, in, 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 they yeah. have a lot of ingenuity to mm-hmm. them, like, based off of all your stuff. So, but you have final say on what the, the heart of ingenuity is. Um, do you want to think about that for later or do you want to just kind of follow where, where the ADHD brings you?
2: No, let me, let me brain on that a little bit. Let me chew on that.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, get we of can. Something. We can chew on that a TBD. Bit. Yeah. To be deserved. Okay. So.
2: No, I got it. I got it. I, I got it. It is less an object and more of a group of people around an item of power. It's the. The shamans are also very important for orcs. Mm-hmm. It is the most powerful and creative shamans the orcs have, all convening together in like a dope ass orc wizard council. And they're basically in, like, a bubble, channeling their creativity into this, like... I imagine in the orcs it looks really, really cool, and like, oh, this is such a cool thing. It's just kind of like a hunk of junk with some garbage art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, they're like, channeling all their wizard power into it. And that goes through and kind of bleeds out into all the orcs around the world. Okay. Naturally. I had a thought...
1: That, like, when you were like, yeah, it looks really cool to the orcs, and I was just like, but what if to the rest of us, it just looks like a bunch of hobos standing around a burning trash can? Spout nonsense.
2: Oh, basically. Okay, yeah. got it. Because, like, that's the mental picture that I have. But to orcs, it's absolutely, like, airbrushed, like, van wizards. <laughs> around like an orb of power but I'm it's essentially it. like a, a, a it's a, like a Molotov cocktail trash fire Yeah, There's some like just dudes around it I'm here for this just okay. brainstorming and bullshitting and being like ah oh, let's strap
0: rockets to it okay then and then we have a coffee maker you know like- <laughs> so nor- so normally I should have like put that at the end of your scenes and you kind of had like oh no well we're gonna just say that that was the, at the end of your scene and then that's fine uh, and then this is like the beginning of your scene, where that you're back in the town, and you guys are about to start taking the screws out. How do you want to do this? I guess is the plan, or I guess is, is the question. You're at the drill; it's not being guarded, as far as you can tell.
2: Yeah, so if it doesn't look like it's being guarded. I think Kit's going to kind of go up first. You know, double check for guards, and if the coast looks clear, wave the kids over and start pointing out. Like, now, Kit's not an engineer, mm-hmm. but Kit's really good at destroying things. Just, just you know, unmaking man's creations and ah, God's work with their sinful little hands. With their sinful little horrible hands. <laughs> <You're> okay, John. <laughs> 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 and they're gonna go with their heart. For what says this would make the biggest explosion?
3: Where's the this- big red button on this thing?
2: How would I, with my sinful little hands, undo the works of the. representing the hubris of man? How would I turn this into a weapon? Okay. So. Kit is going to uh, just imagine all the kinds of weapons they could make out of all these bits and bobs and screws and whatever else goes onto a drill. The drill, for one. I'm um, just, while visualizing that, tell the
0: kids where to pull screws. Okay. Um, I feel like there are two ways we can go about this. You can either. Talk sense to the kids, or uh, with either grace sense or wisdom. I feel like that this is a uh, sense roll since you're detailing where to where to pull things out. Or well, it, it would both be sense rolls. My other idea would be to uh, look closely for it.
2: Um, I think look
0: closely is appropriate.
2: Okay, sense uh, eight.
0: Okay, so with an eight, you get uh, you get two questions, um, and because I've been re- because I've been rereading the rules, uh, and everything. If you could tell me what those two questions are before I give you answers, one of those questions I'm going to reveal to you the hard way.
2: Okay. Um... And the first question is, what is the weakest spot structurally on the drill? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so my second question is going to be, how do I safely remove the children from the situation without get their little feet <laughs> getting, getting eaten, getting,
1: getting. <laughs> so that you can keep your pop promise to his mother?
2: <laughs> okay. Well, oh so, yeah, that promise. So I'm going
0: to definitely <laughs> say that. <laughs> Why well,
2: I was I working? Was- of children than like something I said to someone's angry mom. Well, I mean, it was the same thing. She promised that you. <laughs>
1: to, to
0: someone's racist angry mom.
2: Yeah, to someone's racist angry okay, mom. Okay, so the promise
1: that you made was that you wouldn't let any harm come to this child. I was gonna
2: do that anyway! Yeah. It's not my fault she's racist. So, no, it's not. You're I making this kid not
1: racist.
0: Let's So, I feel like. First off, yes, you are making this kid not racist. Yes. Secondly, I feel like that that second one is the one that you get revealed the hard way. That you <laughs> learn about the hard way. So, what was the first question again?
2: What is the structurally weakest spot on the drill?
0: Uh, the structurally weakest spot on the drill for y'all's purpose of knocking it down and everything is going to be the support structure on th- that's facing where the, the cut where the the, the the toss is going to come from. If you can knock that out, once it one of the support beams goes, the drill's basically going to be fucked. Uh, what that you notice um as you're thinking about well how do I get how do I reach these kids to not deal with this? Uh to not get their little he- how how does <laughs> How does the how does the giant child eating machine not reach these kids? How you, do
1: I reach these kids?
0: You hear one of Travis's little uh, mischief making hooligans just start, start going, ah, ah It's got my jacket! It's got my ponytail! Help! Help! I need the doll! I need the <laughs> doll! What do you do? It's got his jacket. It's got his ponytail. He needs an adult. Are you an adult? All the adults are up on the ridge. You're the only one who's close to being an adult. Okay,
2: Kit is going to skitter up there. And so... You can't use the Tiffany lamp for this. I know. I have something else. So, (laughs) you're not going to like... I feel like people are going to judge me for what I'm about to say. (laughs) I have... The ability strong as an ox. I can use it to smash through a wall or a door. I want to, like, rip the kid's hair in half. And, like, rip his jacket off of him. And shove him out of the way.
0: I feel like... Does that could... just happen, or...
2: it just says, use this to smash through a wall or door, two uses. And this would be my second use of it.
0: I would not say that this is a wall or a door, but you could just roll with blood to do
2: this. To shred their hair?
0: Yeah, because that's like a show of strength. Okay. Uh, Or, yeah, you could... uh, I would say you you could roll with blood to... Yeah, you would roll with blood to overcome the danger. That's an 11. Nice. You absolutely give this kid a, a wicked cool barber cut. Like, my head... In my head, you jump up.
3: Grab the kid's ponytail and bite through it in one clean bite with your pointy little
0: horrible teeth.
1: <laughs> but As your other hand goes shredding through like Freddy Krueger claws through the cloth.
0: <laughs> but now he's got a wicked torn up jacket that looks super cool. He's and got a denim
1: punk jacket.
0: And his hair looks really stylish.
1: He, you gave him a Liberty Bell? Or the Liberty Spikes and a and a punk vest.
0: <laughs> I was just
2: imagining like a white like a little redneck kid with a mullet just being like, yeah, look at me.
0: No, you gave him an na- he would have gotten a mullet if he got like a pants. Oh, okay. Yeah. He okay. would have gotten something embarrassing that now his mother might be upset about. Now he just has like cool. Like a cool kid.
1: He's got the swirl. In the front? Like
0: the greaser squirrel? No, no, Travis has the pompadour.
1: Okay, well... We've one- already
0: established that.
1: Okay. What, does he have, like, the, the 90s, like, frosted tips spike?
0: Oof. <laughs> he got scared in his tips frosted! <laughs> he got so scared! Okay. So, the children have helped you after this, uh, to... You know what, I feel like that it, you would still need to, uh, overcome this still. Sure. If that's fair. Yeah. Um, but since children make mischief, if you want to damage their mischief stat, I'll let you roll with hope for it. Yes. Let's make mischief.
3: I feel the sudden urge to start a boy band!
0: <laughs> oh,
2: no. Uh, so would this also be blood? Or yes, be this, this would be more. That's a seven. No, no, no. Plus What's your good? blood stat? Oh, yeah, that's a nine. Okay. I can do math.
0: So, you can either... Pay some kind of price to take a 10-plus result, or you can deal with the 7 through a 9. I will let you know that, uh, the 7 through a 9, you are going to get spotted by one of those birds and we're going to swing the spotlight away from you.
2: Uh, I will pay a price, um, what I will do is I will say that something falls and conks Kit right on their dumb little noggin, and that will be a usage of armor.
0: Okay, fair. Okay, so you paid a price to, uh, take a 10 plus. Rad. Thank you all so much for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, why not give us a like, subscribe to the channel on your podcast app of choice, leave a comment, or even a review. It may be a small thing to you, but it helps us in the continued fight against the algorithm. You can follow us on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost, on Facebook at A Pair of Dice Lost Podcasting. And hey, if you like the old-fashioned email, why not send a question into you guessed it, A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. Our theme song for this campaign is Behind the Sword by Alexander Nakarata, copyright 2017, under a Creative Commons license. And for making it this far, I think you and me just had a moment. So let's form a bond so we can both roll with hope.